This is the MDRT Podcast. Do your clients know who you want to be referred to? Do you take the time to learn about these potential new clients? During a Zoom conversation in August 2021. Bill Cates, Annapolis, Maryland. Kristen Harty, Chester, United Kingdom. Discussed how to refine your referral process to meet more high net worth clients. We know that, generally speaking, people do tend to refer lateral and down on the economic ladder. It just seems to be a natural thing. So first of all, choosing who you ask makes a big difference. If you ask a C client, you're likely to get a referral to a C or D prospect. I mean, occasionally lightning strikes and they refer you to someone who's very wealthy, but you want to kind of play the odds. So usually you're only going to be asking B plus A folks in the first place. But I found that it's an educational process to get referred up. People need to know who you serve the best, for whom your processes are geared towards. And notice I'm saying who you serve the best versus who you're looking for. So if you approach this by saying, let me tell you who I'm looking for. Look, there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you got a good relationship, but that's kind of about you. And I always try to think in terms of what's best for the prospect and the client. So here are the types of folks our processes work the best, or we've designed processes to work best for these types of folks. And then you're probably going to follow up by saying people such as yourself, right? Because you're asking people who know people who already fit those parameters. And don't be shy. I mean, if it's assets, if it's income, whatever the parameters are, you know, the psychographics and the demographics, be clear, right? Because if you want to get people who fit, then you've got to be clear in teaching your clients. And it's a great way to plant the seed for referrals, by the way. So I could say to you, not really asking you for referrals per se, but planting the seed. A lot of my clients like to introduce me to other folks they think would benefit from the work I do. And I know I'm not the right advisor for everybody. So should that opportunity present itself for you, I'd like to have a sense of who we serve the best, who our processes are geared towards. You may not know exactly their financial situation, and that's fine, but we don't want to waste people's time. Can I tell you a little bit about that? And they go, yeah, okay. And you're not necessarily asking for an introduction on the spot. You're just teaching and you're planting the seed. And so that's the best way to get referred up. And so I'll give you kind of the best line of defense of getting the wrong type of people is to first teach people, right? Educate them. Now, let's say whether you did that or not, it comes up in conversation in a meeting. Hey, I'd like to introduce you to my friend. Went to university with this person. All right, great. I know I'm not the perfect advisor for everybody. Tell me a little bit about them. And do you have any sense of their financial situation? And and maybe you're willing to talk to them, but your client now knows that it may or may not be the right match. And then you talk to them, preferably on the phone or Zoom, and you want to qualify, right? You don't want to have someone drive to your office or you drive to theirs or set up a Zoom call for an hour unless you know it makes sense for everybody. And so you can qualify by teaching them who your processes are geared towards, and they may self-qualify out. And they go, oh, I didn't realize, you know, I, you know, I certainly don't fit your profile. Now, if you have a junior advisor, if you have another agent in the firm that you can refer them to, introduce them to, that's great, right? Because they're still going to get helped, but not by you. Now, the big thing to do here after this whole process is hang up the phone, let's say, with George 
and you call Bob and Mary and you say, Hey, Bob, Mary, you know, I had a great conversation with your friend, George, nice guy. Through the conversation, we discovered the timing isn't right for me to be working with him or him to be working with us. Timing isn't right. That's the key phrase. You're not telling them about money, any proprietary information, and it's the truth. Now, the timing may never be right, but it isn't right now. And so you want them to hear from you before they hear from their friend, George. Let's say George is a little disgruntled because you wouldn't work with him. And he calls Bob and Mary and say, hey, Bob, Mary, you know, I talked to your advisor. I don't know. I, he didn't want to seem to want to work with me. You know, I, you know, may, I didn't realize you guys had that, you know, whatever. Well, they've heard from you already. And so it's not going to be, wow, I wonder what they said about me. Right. So it kind of helps that. So Tristan, I, I know you, you probably have your own process around this, but that's kind of what I've seen and what I teach. That's Great. And I like that expression, the timing isn't right, because that's a great way of sort of not making the potential client feel that they're inferior and, and so on. From our side, one of the big things we do is, so every year we review our process and look at what is our ideal client. And the way that we then do it is basically we add 10 or 20% each year to what our ideal client looks like. So then we go about the process of our top 50, top 100 clients when we're asking referrals. Now, they already know what the ideal client is, but we then talk about it and maybe we update our website and things like that. So showing what an ideal client might look like. When we do our presentations as well, we'll put those numbers in the presentation. As in, the if we're doing a presentation to clients and maybe there's guests coming along or something along those lines, we'll then say, X client, has this amount in assets, this amount in money. And that number just goes up over every year. And because it's going up, they then get an idea and go, well, that's what they're looking for because those are the numbers they're using. I love that. I think that's great. You're teaching them. They're getting it just by the examples, the models that you use. And that goes back to that idea of it's education. How do you get referred up? How do you get referred introduced to the right people? You teach your clients, whether it's that very subtle way that Tristan does it, where it's a little more overt, Either way, uh, and it's probably good to do a little bit of both, they get the message. And one phrase that I teach that you can use that will help in this area, and it's planting the seed, it's promoting the possibility for introductions, but it's never too busy to see, those are the key words, to see if I can be a resource for you know anybody you think would benefit from what we do. So those are the qualifying words, right? If you're brand new in this business or you need any kind of activity, whatever it is, take the words to see out, right? Never too busy to meet with, to talk to. But if you're a little more veteran in this business and a little more selective, never too busy to see if I can be a resource. And then you see, right? And you got to always, if you want to get that, you know, the right people and get referred up, the first thing is, and then Tristan mentioned this, you got to get clear yourself. Who is a right fit client for you? What are the parameters? What are the psychographic demographic attributes of those people? And clear intentions produce clear results. Vague intentions produce vague results. So if you're walking around with a vague sense of who you want to attract, well, guess what? You're going to get people all over the target. But if you know what the bullseye is for your business and you talk in those terms, think and talk in those terms, you're going to start to attract those types of people more often. So getting clear yourself is critical. And then you will talk and educate in a way that people get that. 
And again, it's not to diminish people that aren't right for you, right? It's a business decision. This is who your process has worked the best for. I've met many advisors, agents over the years that will serve anyone. And I think that's okay as long as that's a, you know, a strategic decision, not just a default because you don't know how to make it work the way you want to make it work, right? So you don't want to take people on just because they were referred to you or just because you can't say no. But if you make a strategic decision, this is what you're going to do and you will find a way to serve everybody. Hey, that's your decision. That's fine. Those people deserve to get served. Probably you want to think about terms of scaling your business and finding a junior advisor agent to you know help you with those folks. And then that becomes a legacy of your practice, et cetera. What's a memorable story that comes to mind about high net worth referrals or being referred up? Either a time when something went better than you thought it would or not as well as you thought it would. Well, I think from my side, one that went way better than I thought it would was the first meeting I had with this client. He came in and he was quite cagey. So he wouldn't really tell us anything about his figures or anything like that. And he started off with, well, I want to do this smaller than we would normally do style investment, at least at that point, because it was in the earlier days Now we're well past that now, but it was one of those ones where it was almost a case on, sorry, but the timing isn't right. But I was sort of, I think because from my side, it was my earlier days of advising. I may not look it, although the gray hairs are hidden well, but obviously some people can see. And it meant that I sort of was almost like, okay, well, I'll just try it. So I got the figures together, we produced it all. And then at the end of the second meeting, he turns around and basically produced a brand new file of how much he was worth. And it was about 10 times more than the initial investment we were looking at doing, all because he liked the level of service. And this is where it was a little bit strange. Is he'd been to other advisors and they'd all turned him away because he turned up in the wrong type of car and all that sort of stuff. And actually, he just wanted to be treated in a certain way. So whilst it's vitally important, it's vitally important about how if you are going to refuse, you do it in the right way. But if you're happy to give a little bit of time, sometimes it's best not to judge a book by its cover. Mm. And that was probably the one that was the most surprising one because it was just a huge jump. It was someone who'd been to three or four different places, mm. which is where that gave me the idea as well that maybe he had more than he was saying because he told me he'd been to three or four different advisors. You don't shop around if you haven't got a huge amount generally. I had a situation actually for myself, since I am not an advisor at this time, but I have an advisor. And so we were playing golf and he said to me, he says, Bill, I just want to let you know that I'm doing a lot of work with the ultra wealthy. And I said to Larry, I said, well, that's great, Larry. And I'm happy for you. What's ultra wealthy to you, right? He says, well, 30 million, 40 million, just got a client that has 45. I said, oh, that's, that's great where does that leave me? <laughs> right? And he says, oh, don't worry, Bill, you're always an A client for me. You know, we still work with folks like you said, I just wanted to let you know. Right. I go, okay. Now that's where the business friendship allows you to do that. 
right? If you decide to move in a certain direction, ultra wealthy, focus on a target market that the client isn't in. When you have a business friendship with these folks, you can be more transparent and can let them know that don't worry, it's not going to impact you at all. But if you're not careful, people will get a little nervous around that. I mean, the last thing you want to say to a client is, let me give you a sense of, of the folks that we serve these days. And to be honest with you, George, is people are more successful than yourself. Well, you never want to say that, right? <laughs> but you can say to George, if you have a great relationship, you know, in addition to working with folks like yourself, George, we're also doing a lot of great work with people like this. And if you know or run into people like that, you know, we just want to want you to be aware of that. So it's all in the telling, right? It's all in how you frame it for people, whether they're going to get nervous that they don't fit anymore or whether it's just something else that you're doing and you want them to know about it. And maybe they can help you in that area too. So just the thought about that of, of, of how you frame it and how you talk to people about it. It's very important. Yeah, definitely. From our side, we've had a few clients come to us and say, well, have we got enough money to still be with you? And the answer is, of course, yes. And it's just explaining that we help a wide range of people with different problems in different places, but our expertise is in, and then you, well, I would normally still recommend you frame whatever area they are in just to help them feel that they're, they're sort of more comfortable. So let's say they're a, a retired client with half a million dollars or something like that, and you're happy because you like that client to keep looking after them and so on. So you still make them feel valuable, but then do exactly what Bill just said, which you go, but I, we also have an expertise in people with five, 10, 15 million, whatever it might be. And we have a few of those as well just in case. So it sort of gives them that balance so that they feel that they're still relevant to you and that you're going to continue giving them the great service that you give. But it is important to also not go, well, we look after everybody. Because if you say we look after everybody, you're then likely, because yes, you've now made them feel more comfortable, but they might give you a referral to Joe Blogs down the street, who isn't your right type of referral. So you've still got to keep that education and mention those other things so that you're trying to refer up rather than laterally or down. That's the end of this month's episode. If you'd like to subscribe, you can find us on SoundCloud and Spotify at MDRT Podcast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.